Welcome to Happy Humans, where we delve into the fascinating world of human behavior. And today, we're going to go from everyday situations to the stage. We'll be talking about public speaking. And just like anything else in life, oftentimes, if we make small shifts in our behavior, small changes, it can lead to a huge change in the results where we can we can see massive improvements but i'm not going to just be talking about this myself today i'm lucky to have with me margaret watts romney who like myself is a communications coach who specializes in public speaking and has helped over 100 tedx speakers do their finest job from the stage welcome margaret thanks for joining us here Thank you. It is such a pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me. Well, I'm looking forward to our chat because, you know, I say public speaking is the number one fear for many people. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, do, do you, let me ask you this. Do you feel that oftentimes people can, can get in their own way when it comes to giving a talk? Absolutely, because I think that People get focused on themselves and focused on, oh, everybody's looking at me. Mm-hmm. What are they going to think of me? Which is super, I mean, talk about humans. This is so natural. It's really ingrained in us. If you look back through history, having the, the, the tribe, the clan judge us and throw mm-hmm. us out, like that was danger. We need our people. We need to be liked in some sense. And I think all of that old programming comes online when we hop on stage or it can. And um, what I, and so it's, it, is a, it is a skill to then let that go and get out of thinking about yourself yeah. to switch to thinking about the audience. How am yeah. I going to serve them? That's absolutely true, isn't it? And I feel like, uh, and you probably agree with me on this, that uh, being in the moment sort of keeps us out of that, you know, really, really being focused on what we're talking about, how that benefits the audience. But yes. let me ask you this. I mean, you've worked with so many people here and, mm-hmm. and people that are giving the talk of their lives too. You know, giving a TEDx talk is, is mm-hmm. a pivotal moment for many people. No doubt through doing that, you've seen patterns, you've seen certain Mm -hmm. things that people kind of get hooked on, they get snagged on, and it holds them back. And and if they could just get past that, the the level of their speaking jumps up phenomenally. Have, Mm -hmm. Have you noticed a few of those things? Is there something in particular that stands out? Um, there's a couple things actually that come to mind, and I think that <clears throat> excuse me, you touched on one of them, and that is being present. Um, mm. People often people do think, oh my gosh, this is the talk of my life. This is the place where I can show all of my all of my whole life work and all of the things I've thought, and how can I put all of that into 18 minutes or less? And the tr- and instead, getting present. I'm I, I here is my time. I'm here on the stage now. What does this audience need from me? And really paring it down to simply, I have one idea I can leave them with. How am I going to really serve this one idea and this one audience here today? You can't cover a life's work in 18 minutes on the stage. You can't show yeah. all of your brilliant ideas. It's really about what, yeah, reflecting what you said, being, being present. 
And, um, and I have one other idea and one other, I, and so part of it that touches on content, mm-hmm. like how do you pair your content and shape it and get a story arc? So really your one core idea lands with the audience. And then I also like to weave in ideas of presentation and what you're doing with your body and with your voice. And my, my one favorite idea that is so simple and actually needs remembering frequently with my speakers is how you start. How do you walk on the stage? How do you plant? You then plant yourself on that big red dot, take a breath, get connected with the audience, take that whole moment to let them know with your timing, with your calmness, with your eyes, with your, dare I say, energy, you've got them. You're going to take them on a journey. You're in charge. You're the leader. Now let's go. So, so intentionally really, slow things down, huh? Intentionally slow. Well, and it's a funny thing because being a speaker, your mind is, is racing. And so it feel, yes. it's going to feel very, very slow as a speaker. And to the audience, they often don't even notice. But there's there, but there is that connection moment for them. So yeah, slowing things down, making sure you feel you're in your body, you're in charge. I like to say speakership is leadership, and mm. whether you like it or not, you are you are leading them from where you are on the stage, and you're leading them to whatever place you lead them to. You know, if you're up on the stage and you're nervous and you're jittery and you apologize and you fall apart and you don't know where you're going. You are leading the audience to that, that place of um, anxiety. And, and if you're calm, you're leading them. You have the chance to lead, to control the situation and lead them where you want them to go. And I love that point because it, it, it fits in so well with human nature. I know human, we're, we're mm. programmed to notice emotions, first of all, beyond anything. So from the expression on mm-hmm. the face to the body language. And, and, right. and when you see somebody get really nervous, mm. you, you, you see somebody kind of lose it and, and, and they're in their own head, we feel for them. We we can see yeah. that, and that and that you are you're still leading the audience, whether you right. you think you are, you're not. You're just leading them down a different emotional road. So I love yes. that that concept of just taking a moment, taking a few breaths, and that you're also leading yourself by doing that, mm. aren't you? you yeah, of, uh, I hadn't thought. Yes, yeah, you're taking care of yourself. Yeah, exactly. I had a speaker um, uh, just a year ago. She. Um, wrote in, in, uh, speaking of leading yourself and taking care of yourself, she knew she this was her first TEDx talk and um, the biggest talk, biggest audience of her life. She had a really important message, and she knew that it was she'd be a little nervous slash excited on the stage. And she wrote herself a note before she went on stage, and she wrote herself permission to be the greatest, and she put it in her pocket and walked on stage with that. Wow. Well, there you go. That's yeah. taking that, that idea and making it more concrete. You know, you touched on something that was, that's really interesting, actually, the idea of excitement uh, versus fear because, you know, it's the same physiological response, isn't it? You know, when mm-hmm. you get excited, mm-hmm. your heart starts racing a little bit. You become hyper-aware of what's around you. Uh, 
uh, you know, you feel the blood coursing through your veins, and all of that is exactly the same as fear, the same physiological response. Yes. It's just how we interpret that response uh, yes, that exactly. determines what happens next, isn't it? Yes, exactly. And I'm, I, I, I love talking through speakers through that, and sometimes people believe it, and sometimes they don't. They're like, oh, I, I tell them, yes, just you know, tell yourself you're excited, not scared, and. And sometimes they're like, yeah, right. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, but it does, but it works. Something about just saying those words, even if you feel like you're faking it, can end up switching your response. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I completely agree with that. And I've seen that happen uh, time and time again. And I think that's yeah. – you've really touched on a key point here because – getting into that right state, into a relaxed state where you're not in your own head, you're not getting in your own way, but you're really focusing on the audience and what they're going to get from the talk. It, 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 it does improve the quality, uh, the overall mm-hmm. quality of the talk you're giving, and, mm-hmm. and it resonates more with people. So that's, uh, I would agree that that's sort of the, the, the number one fundamental uh, point to remember when you're giving an important presentation, no, no matter where it is. And I think that, that applies across the board. I know that uh, I work with a lot of um, subject matter experts, consultants, mm, uh, people like yeah. that. And, and they, you know, they have the same issue. It doesn't have to be from, from the stage at a conference or, or at a TEDx talk. It, it could be uh, even in, in a smaller setting or small group setting too. Yes. yes. I like yeah. how you, Break it up too between content uh, related strategies and and then present mm-hmm. presentation strategies and I want to revisit the content one and yeah let's do and and check check with you on this because this is something that I've noticed in in working with with consultants especially very very intelligent people the the, the, mm. the ones that are subject matter experts the ones that everyone else goes to for help sometimes yeah. these are the people that get the most nervous when they're giving a presentation but yes uh, yes. perhaps you've seen this too there's one thing that i've noticed uh with many of of these people uh and i have an example of one was a a gentleman uh, actually uh, who i went to work with in another country and he was um quite nervous when he gave speeches and and so i recorded him giving giving a little talk and and sure enough at one point he kind of got in his own head he started sweating skin changed mm. all kinds of colors <laughs> didn't know what, what, what you know what he was doing lost his thought long pregnant pauses there before he got into his oh. next thought yeah and we've all been there i think yeah we've oh, all had yeah. that experience but oh, i'm glad yeah. i recorded it because when we sat down and, and you know, I asked him, what were you thinking here? What were you thinking at this point? Uh, and we noticed right before he got into this sort of dip in behavior, this, this bad spell, he was talking about a point that he'd talked about many times. He was very familiar with. He was making uh, jokes related to it. The audience was cracking up. He was really mm-hmm. uh, on a roll. He was doing great. But all oh, of a sudden, wow. he came out of that. And what we figured out was... He, he knew how to talk about his subjects really, really well, but he had never mm. paid any attention to transitions, oh. going from one subject to the next, connecting one idea to the next idea. Wow. And, 
And wow. so in those in-between parts, yeah, that's when he, he would drop off. But, but of course we could narrow it down. We said, look, this is your this, – this is the, the thing where you need to, to – the part of your speaking that you really need to focus on because you're doing so fantastic before that. And we could point out, look, look at your body language. Look how the audience is responding to you. And, and I think that boosted mm. – you know, his understanding of what was going on. It was just that one thing, just transitions from one point to another. And, I, and if there's anyone listening out there that uh, that is a consultant and, and feels that they get a bit flustered, no, really take a, a look. And I would suggest recording your own speeches. I know a lot of people Absolutely. don't like doing that. But oh, it's so painful. <laughs> yeah, it, is, it can be, and we're overly critical. But yeah. I would say notice Notice when the audience is really reacting well, you know, when, when yeah. you're in your, your, your zone and, and then notice when things fall off and, and ask yourself what was going through your head at the time. You'll figure out what's going on. And 99% of the time with consultants, engineers, your high-level uh, thought leaders, it, it, it's transitions. It's just going from one to next. Yeah, it's one thing I've noticed. What, yeah, and if that really goes back to the idea of where are you? Uh, I think it goes back to the idea of leading. Like they, when they're in the middle of their subject matter, they know how to. They know exactly where they want to take the audience. Right. They know. They know the endpoint. They know what they want the audience to to feel and think at the end of all of that. And it's then the in between places. They are still in charge. They're still on the stage, but it, they get in their own head. Like where, oh, and what's now? And what's now? So, yeah, yeah. that's brilliant. That's a great story. Well, I think we almost do that in conversation every day sometimes. Have you ever been telling a story? <laughs> you tell the story and everyone laughs and then everyone kind of goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's that, that pause. <laughs> it's sort of <laughs> right. conversation. It's, it's the same thing uh, that, that can yeah. happen. So it's really important to focus on those transitions. You know, we have a few minutes left. Do you have a, a, a final thought or, or a final piece of advice you'd like to give to, uh, to our listeners out there that can enhance their speaking ability? Let's see. I'd say if we can, if there's one thing. I know. That one's tough, isn't it? <laughs> no, just right. Exactly one. I'll say one that I, that, that is that is i've i've never seen anyone practice too much okay. i'll say i'll say that like i've um there i've heard a few um coaches say oh well you don't want to get over practice over rehearsed i i just i've never seen that happen um i think that the more comfortable you are with the content the more you can be present with the audience and yes. and if you're in a place where it sounds rote it's because you're in the middle of getting really comfortable with it. You haven't really embodied your whole content. So right. yeah, there's it, like, there's a few famous TEDx or Ted talks like Jill Bolte Taylor is, um, she has one called my stroke of insight and it's just brilliant and it feels spontaneous and connected and alive and real. She did that 200 times before the video that we've all seen. So yeah, that's my no, one I completely agree with that. I think people misinterpret sometimes you're getting a lot of practice and, and, and doing it, practicing it again and again with being conversational in your style. I think if you're trying to be yeah. somebody else 
and you practice right. it again and again, it might not come across well. But if you if you're being yourself and you're practicing it again and again, then you're really yes. fine tuning it. I completely yes. agree. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. We're going to have to talk yes. again, Margaret. I've yes, enjoyed we are. our conversation together. This is this has been great. Absolutely. <laughs> I know we have just a, a short amount of time for for the Happy Humans podcast, but I want to thank you for being my very first guest. Oh, and, it's been my uh, honor. Thank you so much. I hope we get a chance to uh, talk again and to do so again on on Happy Humans. I agree. I'm happy to come anytime. Well, thank you. And thank you, everyone, for joining us. And we'll see you next time on Happy Humans. Have a great day.